Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. All right, you're listening to Eat and Drink. I'm Marco Timpano. I'm Ali Hassan. How are you, everybody? I'm apparently in a wonderful studio, Marco tells me. I'm in a oh. music studio, and I, you've never told me that I sound wonderful, and uh, you said it twice already, so I, I hope I, listeners agree. I mean, after the echo chamber you were in on our last episode <laughs> this is like I, I i need to send a special thank you to your buddy who has a music studio can we yes. just acknowledge yes. his great studio and that's, him letting that's me my use friend it? q that's my friend q it's a very uh, generous use of his space here and uh god i hope people don't like it too much because i don't know if i can get in here <laughs> if his music oh. career uh has him pulling overnighters here then um yeah i'm sorry buddy we'll have to go back to the caverns and the listen why don't we do we're going to we're going to stop with the with the mini Mondays and we'll go back to uh, alternating on Thursdays from regular episode to mini episode to the special episodes when we do, uh, you know, uh, interviews and whatnot. That way, maybe we can get you in the studio more often and it won't be as difficult. Look, it's not a bad idea. I feel like some of our listeners might miss you uh, rambling on about some meaningless bullshit for 15 minutes sure. in a mini sure. episode. I feel like that is your safe space and that's your time to shine and be who you are. But but hey, man, if you're up for it, I'm, I'm definitely up for that. I, I think that might be better for all of us. Well, listen, until I hear otherwise from our listeners, we're just going to go back to once a week and they can okay. let us know. Sure. As well, listeners, give us a five-star review. We could really use more of those uh, on our on whatever platform you listen to. Yes, I mean, uh, we are, after all, an award-nominated show over here. Right? Let us not forget. Let us, the royal us, not forget. Lest we forget, we have been nominated for a uh, an award in a category, a category that has some really, like, proper, uh, you know, mega stars. So, oh yeah, top-notch people in that category as as the royal we are as well. Yes. So uh, thank you for bringing that. Um, Ali, okay, I've been talking, I've been lamenting quite a bit about this. My liquor cabinet is dwindling. Fumes, you said. Fumes, yeah. <laughs> and so you made this awesome suggestion, I have to say. I'm going to give credit where credit is due and I'm going to throw it your way. Uh, I want to say this, that you said... I want you to challenge yourself and use the shit that's left in. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. In the cupboard. So, uh, guess who's going to make an appearance today? Oh, schnapps. I'm 16 and I'm puking in a limo again just from seeing it. Peach schnapps because I've got a full bottle of that. All right. So, what I've done is I've taken um, one of the syrups that I received generously from uh, Jenna Rena sent this to me as a gift, as a thank you gift for something I did for Oh, her. it's a Kevas. Yeah, right. remember we interviewed Zach Kevas? Of course, Kevas. of course. Uh, yes. So I'm going to use his ginger wildflower syrup and a recipe that he has online. And I'm really going to test if he can make this garbage liquor of peach schnapps dance in my mouth. My friend, I don't know... <sighs> You're, you're mixing, peach schnapps is effectively a syrup. It's a glorified syrup and you're mixing it with a syrup. That's going to be a sweet ass drink, buddy. Well, don't, don't fear because this will balance us ah, out. These guys pulling out some vodka, some stoli to, uh, you've thought of everything. Good for you. All right. Yep. Yep. Stoli so, schnapps and this feels like high school. Stoli and lime, and, and lemon juice and okay. lemon juice. No, in high what school a- we weren't doing that. 
what I'm about to make is the Kvass peach crusta. I don't know this word crusta does yeah. not sound like a feeling. <laughs> That's why I snorted to myself just Zach, now. Zach, what are you doing to us? Zach, Zach, what are you doing? Okay, here's, I already like this drink in the sense that I like the prep of this drink in that we're using equal amounts of all the ingredients we just mentioned. Oh. So we're going to use three quarters of an ounce of the ginger wildflower simple syrup yeah. that Kavas makes. Okay. Now, oh shit, I should have, damn it. I didn't peel. You know, when you have the plastic <laughs> around the thing. I miss this, buddy. I miss seeing you struggle with things and drop things. And <laughs> I don't even have and a just panic. To... I just love watching you panic. And I wish we should go to video. Really. We should go to video at some point. People video. need to see Listen. this. People need to see the disaster that is me. Okay, so three quarters of an ounce of this wonderful syrup into a shaker filled with ice. Uh, of course, we're going to be shaking this concoction because when you've got bullshit peach schnapps, shake the shit out of it is what I say. Mm. So three quarters of an ounce of peach schnapp. We're going to do three quarters of an ounce. Of course, if you wanted to make it stronger, you could do an ounce, an ounce, and an ounce. But the recipe calls for three quarters, so I'm going to do what the recipe calls for. Three quarters of an ounce. Getting rid of your peach schnapps three quarters of an ounce at a time, eh? Listen, if this turns out to be good, when yeah. I have friends come over, we're going to be having, of course. Uh, I'm going to just run through In this. a punch bowl. And, yeah. And never buy it again. In fact, it's funny you should mention punch bowl. He says on the uh, website that if you want to make larger quantities of it to do, to do exactly what you said. Oh, good. A larger bowl. Yeah. So I just put in three quarters of an ounce of vodka. Um, I have a feeling I'll need more than that, but I'm going to do what the recipe says. And then I squeeze some fresh lemon to do some lemon juice. Is that three uh, quarters of an ounce too? Of lemon juice as well, yeah. Okay, that should really properly get the uh, peach nut taste out of your mouth by the end of things. I hope. I hope so. Um, I will say this: what what they what they instruct us to do, and I did this before because I knew it would be a disaster, is to take a lemon wedge, rim your glass with it. In other words, kind of like uh, put the lemon wedge and squeeze it around the glass so there's lemon juice around the glass, and then roll that in um, white sugar. So you have a sugar. More brand. sugar. This is a diabetic's wet dream, this drink right uh, now. Anyway. Listen, all I know is that you got to do something to tamper the effects of peach schnapps. All right. So once we've put all those things, we're going to shake the shit out of this to make it as cold as possible. And of course, we shake it um, so that, and, and Ali, I love that you're just silent. You're in a great studio. And I'm just shaking away. I know. I mean, I'm just watching. I'm watching all parts of your body shake. I, I oh, usually man. only have your chest up, but here I have your entire upper body and I'm like, look at this guy move, huh? It's, <laughs> it's like, it's like Baywatch, an episode of Baywatch. It's all bounce and jiggle. All right. So I'm going to, I'm now going to strain this into my flute glass. It's a pretty color. It's kind of lemon juicy color, of course. We didn't add any colored liquors to it. Can I All right. see this color? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like the lemon juice. It looks like yeah. a lemon juice, right? Because yeah. schnapps has no color. No. And the, vodka the, has no the color. Wild, the ginger wildflower has some color sure. to it, but not enough to really uh, change the thing. So I, I say cheers to you. Okay, and actually, you know what? Breakfast. Can you take a picture of that, too? That It does actually look very... Uh, why don't I do that? Give me one second okay. here. I don't know if you're going to be able to because we're... What Ali doesn't realize is that we are actually FaceTiming each other with the phone. So he's probably looking for his phone right now. Oh, oh he's how using... you doubt me. Oh, oh, here we go. You untrusting bastard. We are FaceTiming on my laptop and my, oh, phone, my phone is free. Yeah, but it was charging. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So cheers to you, my friend. Let me try this. 
Oh, it's not bad. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Wash out that punch bowl. Oh, you know what, Ali? <laughs> yeah. It's actually really refreshing. Okay. It does all this shit does something. I have to say, lot credit to the ginger wildflower, because I think that that balances the taste. Cause the the peach flavor is actually very subtle, but it, it adds a bit of that uh brightness to it. It's actually quite a good drink. Okay, so for those of you like myself who thought there was no way to make peach schnapps oh. appealing or palatable or useful again. Uh, here we go. That's a great, uh, great suggestion. And where can they go for that on the Kavas website? Yeah, go on the Kavas website, which is That's Kavas uh, Yeah, uh, dot dot com, I believe. Um, I'll, I'll look it up in just a second. I have to give credit to um, Zach for coming up with this drink because it is actually really delightful. The website is Kavas K V A S F B C O dot com. So Kavas Food and Beverage Company dot. Uh, calm is what mm-hmm. we're looking for there. Yeah. Oh, what a glorious drink. This is, listen, I'm going to be drinking this shit. It's really good. <laughs> I'm really impressed, man. Fast forward to Christmas when you're ordering peach schnapps by the crate. Oh, man. And then I, um, I no longer can work with you as a, you know, upstanding citizen and person with self-respect. I need to also say something about last week's episode. Yes. So I was kind of harsh to Amanda during What's in Marco's Mouth. Kind of. Well, I you thought know, the relationship was over. That's what I thought. No, but it gets worse. <laughs> okay. like, here's the thing I got to say. Usually when you feed me, you're across from me. So I get the sense of it coming straight forward towards our mouth. Sure. But Amanda's off to my my left shoulder. It's like somebody in a torture chamber or a yeah. terrorist cell would do. To, yeah, I get that. Yeah, But that's not what I'm bringing forward. So she had to go to the grocery store to get the item for what's in Marco's mouth, right? So she went to the grocery store and we have an app on our phone and uh, the Canadian government has an app that can monitor COVID cases and anyone who might have COVID oh reported God. COVID that is near you. Oh my God. So we deduced Ali. COVID. To get that thing in your mouth. Yeah, because it came up on her phone that she had been around someone with COVID, but I had not been. Yeah. And the only place she went without me was to the Sobeys grocery store to get those anchovies from last week's episode. And that's the only place she could have been near someone who had COVID. So not only was I horrible to her unintentionally on that show, but she risked her life for this for this thing. Now, she went to go get a COVID test and she tested that she doesn't have COVID. Oh, uh, but for a couple of days there, we were like, oh my God, I can't believe we did this. I'm sure she had nothing but wonderful thoughts of her husband as she got that Q-tip shoved up to the back of her nose. You oh, monster, man. you unbelievable monster. All right. So what should we do? Should we have Amanda sit across from you from now on? Is that going to be No, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be less of a bitch and I'm going to be delightful no oh, matter what she puts I don't, uh, well, we'll, 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 we'll We'll believe it when we see it, and we'll see it when we believe it. Good for you. Good luck with all of that. Listen, what's going to help me is this drink here, yeah. which is, which has a weird name, the Cresta. The Cresta is going to make me le- make me less crusty today. How do you like that? All right, buddy. Well, I'm glad you found some happiness early in the yeah. show. Hold on to that because uh, just because uh, Amanda's not feeding you, you know, Guantanamo prisoner style, doesn't mean that it might not be something awful anyway. She might be seeking some revenge today. Actually, she's like, "Oh yeah, you want to you want to complain about something? I'll give you the end up." This is, you know, she might go old uh, Italian mother style. We'll see. Uh, not that she's Italian, but she's she should have learned by now. But how <laughs> she's doing her best. I'll give her that. She, yeah. She's learning it, and she's going for her citizenship too. So, uh, so we. Yeah. 
we, you know, what you did was uh, you you're, you're pulling out, you're using ingredients available to you, right? That's uh, yeah. that's a, always a, a, a. It's like it's a bit of a trick. It's a bit of a cheat. Sure. So what I was going to talk about today was also it comes from that world of of cheating a little bit. Cheating in the okay. sense that you know chefs have these tricks. Um, let's say I'm making a soup, uh, or, or let's say it was intended to be a stew, sure. and then uh, I added a bit too much water. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, I don't have enough time to reduce this. I put too much liquid in this. Hey, guess what? We're having soup. And you right. act like that was always the plan, right? We Chefs do sure. this quite a bit. And I, I believe there are, in my heart, I believe, there's no, there's no proof of this. But I believe certain dishes, like if you think of chicken tikka masala. Chicken yes. tikka masala is not actually a dish from India. This was created in England. And it has a more sort of... Uh, 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 what do you want to call it? A, a little bit more of a sexy story. You just blew my mind. You what? just because I had no idea. It was classic. No, no, no. It was it I was did. a guy who said, you know what? Um, my clients really like things that are saucy. In England, they were getting into the curries. They find the chicken too dry. Boom! Let's mix them together. Right? It makes it look very pre- proactive. The story, uh, and, and like this guy was a genius. My feeling based on my years in the kitchen is somebody probably dropped a tray of chicken on the ground, heading for the oven, bam, tripped over something, hit okay. the oven door. And now they're like, shit, what, what do we, we do? do? We're going to wash it. Hopefully, who knows? Maybe that didn't happen. We're going to wash it, but then that's going to you know, erase all the flavor uh, that was on this chicken. Uh, you know what? We're going to dump this in a pot of curry that was destined for something else, or we're going to dump, dump it in a tomato sauce in chicken tikka masala's case, and boom, we'll call it chicken tikka masala. That's what I believe happened. So that happens a lot. These are classic chef's tricks. If it didn't happen with that particular dish, it has happened enough times with enough dishes, and that's how they've been invented. So these kind of like um, dirty tricks happen for all kinds of different reasons. So we have in our house... Um, you know, we call them because it's it's like um, when I say dirty, what I mean is um, quick and dirty. I'm talking about quick so, and dirty. I'm not talking about actual filth. I'm, I'm are you sure. like referencing ACDC song "Dirty Deeds Done Darn Cheap"? Done dirt that, cheap, not darn, darn dirt cheap. cheap. If you're gonna I'm quote ACDC to... to me, buddy, you better get it right. Okay, <laughs> one of my favorite bands. Um, I'm referencing the idea of quick and dirty, doing something okay. quick and dirty. I like it. Right. Yeah, okay. So this is the opposite of, of the purest approach to doing sure. things. Right. So I'm going to give actually, um, three, three ideas for dishes like this. So, I, and I'll include a couple of the recipes. Two of them like should include recipes. One of them doesn't even really need a recipe. So think about this. This is a real quick and dirty potatoes. Oh, this is great. I love this. This is yeah. like Ali's dirty hacks. Yeah, kitchen, these are dirty, dirty hacks. kitchen. I love it. It's very little. You don't need to reach for the blender. You don't need to prepare something hours ahead of time. You know what I mean? And still delicious stuff. So number one is potatoes. It's like um, you don't want to go okay. through the mashing the potato. You don't want to go through that. Your arms are feeling weak. You don't have the time, whatever the case may right. be. You boil some potatoes. You get them out. You literally, with the with the flat end of the knife, smash them open one time, right? That's all you do. With the, with the heel of a, of a big knife, like a chef's knife, as you're saying, right? That's right, right. The flat, the okay. flat side, the flat side of a knife, not the blade. So you open no, but- these, you open them up, and um, 
Wait, how, Ali, I'm a little bit confused. You're saying what part of the knife? Are, we're not using the the handle. We're using the heel of the knife, right? The bottom end of a of a, of a chef's knife is that what we're talking about? But the flat end, we're not using the sharp end. We're we're turning it on its side and mashing it or hitting it down. You've now explained it in a way that almost anybody in the world can understand. Okay, great. Okay, that's good. right. That's right. Okay, you cool. understood better than you thought you did, buddy. Yeah. You're flattening. You're flattening a potato, basically. Not too flat. Just give it a little smash, a quick uh, a quick punch on the, the the side of the knife. They open up. What goes in there? A little bit of butter or oil. Drizzle some olive oil in there. Salt, pepper, za'atar. You got mashed or smashed potatoes. Now you're not peeling potatoes. You're not right. standing over them and like, you know, the mashing can take a while depending on how many potatoes. It, so it's a real quick and dirty shortcut. And nobody has to know you were not feeling like mashing potatoes that day. Right. right. Or let's say you didn't have milk or one of those ingredients that you love to put in mashed potatoes. And it's like, shit, what do we do? That's one of the greatest things. And uh, for me, it's salt, pepper and za'atar. Za'atar is a spice blend, a Middle Eastern spice blend. Beautiful. Some of you may know thyme and um and sesame seeds and it's it's very delicious but whatever spice blend you have on it you can use a, a garam masala you can use a sure. chinese five spice whatever you think goes well with potatoes and and you can pretend all along that this was the plan listen if you've got if you're bland of tongue you can even just use butter and chives and call it a day and a bit of salt bland of tongue bland of tongue and dead of heart but anyway who doesn't want who's going to say no to goddamn buttery potatoes with chives I, I, i'd still be in it i'd still be into it oh sure probably reaching for some chipotle tabasco at some point yum, but you know yum. to start off first few bites i'm in the next dirty dish that we do in our house the quick and dirty is baba ganoush so oh. we use eggplant a fair amount and then you kind of got like sometimes eggplant the size of it's like a you know it's like a small rugby ball it's very very oh. large yeah and it's like okay this for example, a sweet potato and eggplant curry or a chicken and eggplant curry, it's going to be too much eggplant. So I can only use really half of this eggplant. You know, these we right. run into these cases a lot. So you have a third of an eggplant left. What do you do with that third of an eggplant? So here's some a quick and dirty baba ganoush. You don't need a blender. You don't need to puree anything. Uh, you don't need to, you know, you really don't need to do much. All you need to do is wrap that eggplant in foil. 45 minutes. It's nice and soft. You can even put it in the toaster oven. If you don't want to clean out the oven, the oven's got a right. bunch of stuff in it. Toaster oven or oven, 45 minutes. It's nice and soft. You let it sit in that um, in that uh, foil. Now that, that can be used immediately. You can even wait two days. You can have it in the foil in the fridge. The benefit of waiting a little bit is you can just peel off that skin very easily. The skin okay. comes off and you don't even Love have it. to peel it all off. Yeah, because that can be such a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. You know, like like peeling um, peeling eggplant. And I don't know if this does if eggplant does it to you, but sometimes there's like these fine hairs or something on eggplants that sure. can really sort of um, pinch your skin. I've always had problems with eggplant. I don't know if it's from the stem itself, but eggplant can sometimes affect my my hands in a way that I don't like. Your poor, poor, delicate hands, Marco. I Listen, don't I'm a hand model. I'm a hand model. I got to be yeah. careful of no, these you gotta fucking be careful. things. You got to be careful. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know anything about uh, eggplant harming me physically, okay. but I'm sorry that that's happened to you. But it's an easy way. Keep it in that foil. Let it cool down a bit. And you can really just pull it off so, so simply. 
Now, uh, you know, because some people spend a lot of time uh, roasting eggplant on a barbecue and this kind of stuff, getting all that smoky flavor in there. That's great. This is not that recipe. This is the quick and dirty. So now you've got kind of a, you know, a cooked, mushy eggplant. You right. chop it up roughly. You add a few tablespoons of tahini, some cumin seeds, some lemon juice. You've got a baba ganoush, and it took you very little effort. And you probably want to mince up a, a clove of garlic in there and, and, and mash that garlic. Now you have this garlicky, creamy, tangy uh, baba ganoush. Salt, obviously, is another ingredient. But very, very simple, very, very little prep, very little uh, chopping with the exception of a garlic clove, you know? So that is a quick and dirty baba ganoush because I see people spending a lot of money on baba ganoush and it, it's very, very heavily pureed and, um, you know, canola oil in there and stuff. I don't think you need that. I don't think you need it. Sometimes a bunch of other things for, for preservatives. You can make it at home. You can make it really quickly and you can make it really delicious. And it's a, you use it as a spread anywhere you'd use mayonnaise or guacamole. It goes fantastic. Sure. This is great. This is because it, it it's like you're taking the labor intensity out of baba ganoush. Yeah. And I think I feel like some people avoid making it because they think it's so labor intensive. Yeah. You, you made this awesome hack where it's like very accessible to everyone. Sure. And yeah. the key is to say, because um, you will always have those annoying people in your home like, well, this is not how you really make baba ganoush. Right. Sure, so you sure. got to own that right out of the gate. You got to be like, this is my version of a quick and dirty baba ganoush if you want to. Otherwise, you know. Fuck them, you know, yeah. for your friends. They should accept you for who you are and what your Baba Ganoush looks like. Yeah, I, I accept you for what your Baba Ganoush looks like, buddy. Oh, man, I'm glad there's a few people that do, you and my wife. So we have a third dish that we make uh, in our house, uh, like we call, um, you're familiar with sog? You've had sog? Sog yeah, have, potential? Yeah. yeah, I love it. I fucking love it. So sog is is um, most basically it's it's spinach. Uh, but often there are some bitter greens put in there. And I've been singing the, pay, the, the praises of bitter greens for the last few months on this show. Um, so sometimes the other day I bought uh, radishes that had this, the greens on them and they yeah. were beautiful. Yep. Those yep. spoil quickly. Yes. So I bought them and they were ready to be tossed into a salad sure. or eaten. However you eat your radish greens. Uh, they were ready and they were looking really fresh. And because of those radishes, I said, okay, I'm also going to get a few bunches of spinach and I go home and I make our, our dirty sog. So sog usually is a very pureed green, uh, uh you know, product. You, sure. Often people use a pressure cooker. You really got to cook it down. You got to make sure all the moisture has come off of it. Otherwise it's, it's a watery sog. It right. should have a, a slightly thicker uh, uh, pureed um, uh, texture. Dirty sog doesn't need any of that. Dirty sog, it's a one pot dish. It is medium high heat. So pretty high okay. heat. Okay. The only thing you really, you're, you're doing is you're chopping. That's it. So you chop an onion and you, okay, you okay. brown that onion. Then you mince some garlic and you put some cumin and so a little bit of coriander, ground coriander seeds and turmeric, chili flakes, those kind of things go sure. in as the base. I'll have this recipe up for sure. And then um, and then you just add things like I added broccoli stems first because they're a little more dense. I added spinach leaves and I added uh, radish leaves. And you stir fry it. You can chop a tomato and get it in there for some color. Okay. 
and you're not doing any pureeing of any kind. So it's still a sog. It's got the same ingredients, but it's like stir-fried greens, much more stir-fried than a a loose stir fry. And I'll have a picture of that also on our Instagram. But are the greens, are the greens soft? Like a paneer, I know paneer because it's almost like a, uh, like well, a paneer, mush almost like, oh, sorry, not a paneer. Sorry, yes, sorry. Uh, a sag, yeah. Cause I usually have sag paneer. That's why yes. I said that. Sorry. But, um, I know it as like the, the texture of the greens are very soft and very, um, I can't even think of the consistency right now, what it's like, but it's not, uh, you, like there's no tooth to them. There's no, there's no exactly. to okay. okay. Exactly. So when you have it in a restaurant, usually they're getting a hand blender in or they're putting in a blender and really, sure. really pureeing it. In this case, you don't have to do that. There's also no tooth to it. It's okay. really, really soft. It's got the same um, texture of sog minus the puree, minus the um, pressure cooker. Okay. Minus all that time it takes. This is a very, very quick sog. And uh, and we call it a dirty sog because in 10 minutes, it can be ready. The, the, what takes the longest is really browning those onions. Oh, wow. After okay. that, this stuff cooks down really quick. And you're frying it on a high heat, so it's, it's not collecting a lot of water. And um, so that sog, I really enjoy like tomato, small tomato chunks in there too, and uh, and some fresh lime or lemon juice in the end. And you are you that. so are you saying I can do with all types of um, leafy greens like beet greens and Absolutely. radish greens? Oh wow, yeah. okay, yeah. Oh, that's now, great. You will have, uh, you know, you could even do like the rapini leaves, sure. rapini leaves. Yeah. So it'll be bitter. I'm a huge fan of that. Right. I okay. love the bitter. That's that's fantastic. So, but if you're used to a very mild tasting sog, that's probably because it was mostly spinach. My mother used to do spinach and broccoli. And then I've started doing a lot of dandelion greens, beet greens, radish greens in there too. But is there not is there not cream in sog? Often there is. There does oh, the, not okay, need to okay. be at all. It can okay, be a, okay. it, it's a Classically, it can be a vegan dish, but if it's okay. sag paneer, it isn't. It's vegetarian, but always, you know, for, look, Pakistanis make like sag, mutton sag and like sag gosht. And they, they, like they, I, I've told you before, Pakistanis will put meat in anything. Rice, I mean, what's, meat, what's not to look? I respect meat. that. Yogurt, I respect that. Meat. I know you do. I, yeah, know I mean, you come do. on. I mean, listen, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. If, if, hey, listen, if your lifestyle dictates that you can have meat, uh, more powers to you. That's what I. That's Probably what less power to you, but that's another subject for uh, <laughs> you know. A lot of my relatives are dead because of all the meat they ate, but that's okay. a different story altogether. But anyway, the whole Buddy, you, idea... you've you've literally blown my mind on three on three counts here. That's great, man. Yeah, this is that's so great. great, man. This is such great information. You know, sometimes you meet you meet somebody and they're like they they they, they pump your tires and you're like, oh sure. man, I hope that I hope it wasn't the booze talking. I always wonder that with you because you get a little loaded off the top and then you go, you're blowing my mind. This is amazing. And then later you might be like, God damn it. I don't even know what that idiot was talking about. Yeah. But I'm going to think that you're being uh, genuine with me and uh, I'm going to hope that that's what's happening. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, I was I was happy with these. These are these are great things because I think a lot of people follow recipes. And, and as you said about the babga news, it, it seems a little daunting. Oh, I don't have a blender. Oh, I don't know how long to sure. do this and this. You can make some really like snappy versions of these uh of these things it really doesn't need to take you a lot of time and they still taste fantastic 
Well, listen, I'm so grateful that you brought this to our attention now because now is the time for all those items you mentioned. Like now is the time for potatoes. New potatoes are are being harvested. Potatoes were going into fall. You're going to find potatoes everywhere. Um, same with the, the, the tops of certain root vegetables. You're going to find a lot of that available, uh, not to mention, you know, kale and spinach and all those greens you'll always find available. But I'm talking about what's being harvested right now. And of course, anyone who's growing um, eggplant, you might have one that you didn't pick that's going to be this giant bastard. And you're like, what right. do I do with this? Right? Right, right, right. Well, so we, I need to... uh, we, um, we could do a whole episode on eggplant. I don't know if we have. But anyway, I've got, I've got some suggestions for okay. you. You could write into us as well. I'll give you some great suggestions of things to do. Or I'll, um, I'll dedicate an episode to eggplant. That would be amazing. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Ali, I want to thank one of our listeners who sent us a uh, email. We did an episode on eggs and um, uh, our our buddy or our listener, I should say, who I will say is our buddy Thomas, uh, sent us an email that says in regards to your eggs and, and how I'm finding it difficult to peel these eggs, the hard boiled eggs, he sent me a device that you can use and a, and a video link. So I'm going to try to uh, ascertain that advice or, gra- or grab that device and use it for my eggs. So thank is you it to something, Thomas. Is it, is it like a hack, like a, any device would work or is it specifically no, yeah, an I, egg? I, well, this is designed for eggs, but I'm sure you could you could hack it. So what it is, it's, it's called the Bonnie Tyler's Egg Peeler, and it peels uh, hard-boiled eggs to make egg, egg salad easy and simple. Okay. And basically, it's a little plastic. It's like a little plastic canister that you put a bit of water in your egg, hard-boiled egg, and you shake it in there. Oh, yeah. And it basically cracks the shell so that it peels off easy. Now, nice. you might not use it if you're just having one hard-boiled egg, but if you're making deviled eggs and you just have to go through a lot of eggs, this might be a simple way to just get all those shells it off. Might. And if you are like Marco and have delicate hands, eggplant is hurting him. Never mind egg. Egg, egg will kill you. Egg could kill you. You could bleed to death. So you do have to watch out for those things. Um, but that's very nice. I appreciate uh, Thomas uh, sharing a, a tip like that. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, so Ali, right now, if you go to like um, farm stands or lo- little local stands uh, by the highway when you're near farms, oh, I don't yeah. know if you ever do that. Yeah, yeah, we love that. So we went to this one and it's fantastic near Innisfil, Cookstown border there. And they basically have all their veg out and you take what you want. There's prices and you can either drop some money in a bucket in a little container that's locked, a lockbox, if you will, or you can PayPal and send the money to the farmer, right? Yeah. Oh, how nice. So so we go there, we get a bunch of corn, we get a bunch of beets, Ontario beets look fantastic, some onions, and then we couldn't resist. There was these huge squash, just giant. And one's called a um, sweet Georgia squash. And another one is a blue squash. I believe it's a Hubbard blue squash. Okay. And we got them just because they look beautiful. But I don't know where to begin with these squash. But we just got them because they were like five bucks each. They were huge. And they just looked so, so gorgeous that I was like, we cannot walk away without them. You know what? It is squash time. It is yeah. right now as the weather turns. We're getting into fall. It is squash time. Next week we talk squash. Okay. And I'll have some great recipes for you. I'll do again a triple. I'll do a trio of squash recipes. Because if they're that big, you might need to do three different recipes. with. Oh, them, right? dude. If if I can swing by your house and cut half the squash yeah. so you have it, like yeah. this squash, I don't know, I don't know why we decided to get the biggest one, yeah. but it just looks so beautiful. And I will say, here's a tip for our listeners: if you have squash and they're of this giant size, 
put leave them in your backyard. I have them in the front yard because they look very decorative because one's blue and one's really sure. orange. Sure. But just to keep them cool because it's like I have no space for these inside the house and yeah, I want to yeah, make sure yeah, that they yeah. stay cool. It's cold outside, so I'm leaving my squash outside. It's a great thing. You know, my wife all, all, uh, often says this, how disconnected we are with food sometimes as, as yeah. a people. And I think people might forget that's how squash grows. Yeah. Outside, in fields, yep. in this temperature, it's incredibly robust. So don't worry about, you know, it's pumpkin is part of that same family. We got pumpkins out till till you know, the early yeah. November days, uh, withstanding the cold out there. So yeah, yeah. that's great, man. Indeed. That's great you know, every time you mention something your wife says, I have to say, I get more and more respect for this woman that you're married to. She seems so intelligent. I really need to have an episode just talking to her because she knows what she's talking about. You leave my wife alone, you shut your okay. dirty mouth. But let's uh, let's get your wife, speaking of wives. Let's and dirty mouths. <laughs> Not dirty mouths, just the wives. Just... <laughs> no, I'm talking about my dirty mouth. Your dirty mouth, absolutely. Yep. Um, let's get your wife into the mix and let's see, uh, let's see if it's revenge time or what. This will be great. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. Really guessing, really messing. Let's find out. What's in Marco's mouth? Okay, my blindfold is on and my wife, Amanda who I apologized off the top of the episode that she did not hear is here. She will show you Ali the ingredient. She's coming in I angry. I'm going to do a two-parter. Oh, she's oh, going to yeah. do a two Okay. 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 Uh, have a sip of this drink I made. Okay. But first, I'm okay. going to show Ali. Right. So this is part number one. Oh, great. Okay. Perfect. Yep. And then this is part number two. Okay, great, oh, oh good. Like, I think that's I'm great. Trying to be a, I'm trying to be a good sport here, but part one and part two does not. <laughs> there he goes. There he goes. Treat her with respect today, you monster. What is it, like a salt and a tequila shot? Like, I'm hoping it's something like that. Oh, that's tasty what you made. It's nice, eh? Yeah, what is and it? And it has peach schnapps in it. It's called a crumba or some... Why some... do we have peach schnapps? Oh, crusta, crusta. Crusta. Crusta, my brother, yes. It's a ginger, wildflower, crusta, peach schnapps, lemon juice drink. Yum. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. All right. Part one. Okay. What do I have to do? Oh, it, it, it's, it's all getting spooned. Okay. I, so are you putting it in my mouth twice? One and two? Yeah. Like, a, like a one and two punch? Yeah. Okay. There's a, a strong smell of spice in the air. Okay. Let me know when it's going. Okay. There was a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> He's really maintaining his emotions. He's yeah. really not in his comfort zone right now. This is good to watch. Okay. Oh, and there's seeds in this thing. What the fuck is this that you put in my mouth? I don't know if they're supposed to. <laughs> okay. It's it's tomato based. It's rich. It's savory. It's thick. It's um, savory. Um, it's a sauce of some sort. You okay? Mm, oh. oh, this is just fucking gross, man. <laughs> Revenge is sweet for Amanda, I guess, huh? I guess revenge is sweet. Like, are these supposed to be eaten like that, one after the other? Like, one's a fucking gross chaser to the other? I waited three hours for that COVID test the other day, just so I... (laughs) The COVID test, I I risked my life to get you a anchovies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So now you eat it, and you shut up, and you enjoy it. That one there was creamy, but it had like a sour finish to it. It's almost as if she's feeding me 
And I, I sincerely hope she's not. But you know when you get pizza and some people like to order the little cups of sauce to dip their pizza You've crust in? You've gotten that as a what's in Marco's mouth, okay. old man. All right, so it's You've not that. you okay. had that before. Okay. Oh, fuck. Okay, this is a sauce of some sort. This is some sort of sauce that you would put on the side uh, of a dish. They're related to each other. They're related to each other. Fuck me. Do you want either one again? No, I don't. I really don't want either one. Can you just put a little tiny bit? You're just like a like a, a the, one or two. A one, a one. That two. was the one I liked better. Was one. One, okay. It's a creamy sauce of some sort. It's a creamy accompaniment, like an accoutrement. Um, and the first one, if I was to guess it, it's going to be brown in color. There's like pieces of onion or something in it, like a salsa, like some weird hot sauce but it's not really hot it's savory fuck it's a savory accompaniment sauce they're similar to each other they're similar to each other but they both taste not so great on their own i mean the first <laughs> one the first one i don't mind so much okay put a little bit of the second one on my hand i'm just i'm thrown by the seed or the the onion that i'm getting in it okay oh that's a lot there's a lot of the second one that i wasn't expecting okay He's being so mindful. Oh, oh Marco. Just on his best behavior. And it's and it's and it's harsh. It's got a harshness to it. Almost like a horseradish, like a horseradish. Oh, good God, really? Okay. Like, All right. You, I think it's time to guess, buddy. This thing's okay. getting dragged out. Yeah, sorry. It's time to guess. I'm gonna guess it's fuck. It's a. Uh, it's no, they're a, related to each other. <clears throat> They're related to each other. That doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. They're cousins. They're cousins. They're cousins. So I'm gonna say it's a Mexican. Oh, fuck me. It's not Mexican flavors though. It is a um uh a a it's a it's a spice. It's a it's a it's a salsa. It's a it's a <laughs> fucking um. Ecuadorian salsa. I don't know what else to call it. I'm going to just take my blindfold off. I have no idea. What is it? Red curry and green curry. Now, oh. now, okay. some of you listening might be like, how stupid is Marco? That's not, I don't think I'm going to go in that direction. Okay. I'm going to say, how awful must those products be yeah. that you couldn't tell that it was a green curry and a red curry? <laughs> I mean, how terrible. We cannot name the brand. Because no, the fact that you can't recognize a Thai this green terry, especially... like oh, I don't yeah. know, like, like <laughs> why does this one have seeds? <laughs> why would you have seeds in your red curry? I can't name the brand. I want to. I desperately want to. It's a very sort of common pedestrian brand of stuff yeah. uh, uh, here in Canada. Like anyway, cabin, it must have been on sale. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> uh. Marco is uh, uh, Marco's just uh, massaging his forehead right now, and uh, sort of, it looks like you're wondering what what mistakes you made in your life. What kills me, Ali, is like okay. So first of all, I never have a cold a cold curry. Like I don't eat curry cold. No, no so nor it's should cold. And you know when when you cook curry, the thickness loosens a bit, or it, I don't yes. know. Like this is just yes, like, it's probably congealed. Yeah, it's a congealed sort of. 
You know, it's, it kills me because I said Mexican and I was going to say, but it also has like an Indian flavor. Like I, I feel like I'm tasting coriander, yeah. but I didn't want to be offensive to you or any of our South Asian Come listeners. On. This has never stopped you before. Don't be ridiculous. It's true. You're right. You're right. I should have just said what I felt. I did say this one was brownish in color and I kind of got that. No, I, there was no way I was going to get it. I'm sorry. Like, Buddy, I've never seen seeds in a red curry. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, and uh, green curry, just the smell, you should have been like, oh, I know. Thai basil, lemongrass, it should, you know, but, but I really feel like it's that product is such trash that they're not doing it right. I really, that, I really believe that because I know that brand and I haven't bought that brand in 20 years for a good reason. And, and rightly so, man, it, it must've been on sale. And I bet we bought it at the start of COVID when all yeah. shit was breaking loose yeah. and man went to town. It's kind of like if you went to a dollar store to buy curry. Yeah. This is what it would taste like. Do yeah. not go to a dollar store to buy curry. No. And and if you want to know the brand of the curry, email me, email us, yep. and we'll let you know. We're not going to shame them. But no. uh, if you want to be, if you're like, I don't know curry and I want to get into curry, what's a bad curry to avoid? I will share that information with you in a direct message. So please do email us. Um, Marco, I know you're sad right now. Don't be. You introduced people to a crusta. And I, I looked up the crusta described in 2016 in, a, in an article. As a fussy mid-19th century drink that few people had heard of, let alone drank. Uh, and it was seeing something of a revival as of 2016. So it's this, you know, once described as an obscure sugar-encrusted cocktail. So you brought that into um you brought that into our uh, into our lives, something many people have not heard of. C-R-U-S-T-A. Yeah. We all agree, not the best name. Part of the reason probably for its obscurity. <laughs> it's hard to bring a crusta out, um, out of the shadows, but I think it's worth looking up. And as far as the dirty tricks I shared, I think you can benefit, almost everybody can benefit from at least one of those. So we had a good time. You ate some oh, terrible listen. food. Don't, you know, listen. come on. Bounce back, I, I, right? I'm going to say Head this. Up. Listen, you know yes. what? Anytime I get to spend with you and food and drink, I'm I ultimately, though I might have a bitter taste in my, my mouth, I'm happy in my heart because it's two two subjects I like to talk about. So That's thanks, Ali. Thanks yeah. for thanks for bouncing back so quickly, yeah. Marco. It's been a it's been a pleasure. This was a good one. Next week we talk about squash. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. Until we eat and drink again. We hope you got your fill of eat and drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at podcast eat drink email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcast eat drink at gmail.com until the next episode bottoms up bottoms up